Welcome to episode number eight of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and in this episode, I chat with a special guest all about going vegetarian, going vegan, going raw, and finding the right balance that works for you. Stay tuned, and I'll be back with you shortly. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. In the future, what one of the main things that I'm hoping to do, not every episode, but occasionally, is to bring on a guest, and that might be a regular person to talk about raw food, or it might be a nutritionist, or a sort of raw food personality that you may know of. And I, what I thought I would start with today is someone who is near and dear to my heart. It's my husband, Cameron. But he's really here to talk about his experiences with healthy eating, moving through different types of, you know, vegetarianism and veganism. So he's going to tell you a little bit about his story. And um, I'm really going to be taking the role of interviewer here. So he's kind of the main star of the episode. And I'm kind of curious to hear what he has to say, because we (laughs) sort of talk a lot about what I do, uh, even in our day-to-day life. And I don't really quiz him about why he chooses to eat certain things. And um, because as you know, I'm 100% raw vegan, but he isn't. And so I'd like to use this opportunity to get his side of the story really from his perspective about his own food choices. So his name's Cameron, and he's my wonderful husband, and here he is. Hi. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to come on and uh, and kind of give you uh, my side of the story um, about how uh, I eat and uh, and uh, what it's like to be the rawitarian's husband. (laughs) Well, we're not going to get into that because we don't want to air all our dirty laundry. But what I really wanted to start with was maybe you could just give us quite a a good overview in terms of even from your childhood because I know you've got some interesting stories there about your original interest uh, in healthy eating and at what age that started so maybe you could take us from almost like childhood up today to today where you kind of went through with your eating yeah um, basically I've been uh, vegetarian uh, for about 17 years Um, probably the last um, four years I've been vegan and, um, and incorporating more raw foods as time, uh, passes. I've, I'm incorporating more of them into my diet. Uh, but basically, uh, when I was uh, young, uh, 17 years ago, I, I found that I did not like the taste of meats and dairy products. And I felt that uh, they they just made me feel uh, bad. They, I felt tired. Um, I just didn't feel good after eating them. And, um, you know, it was hard uh, living uh, with your family to, to try to eat differently than the family did. And uh, I, I slowly tried to, to kind of um, become more vegetarian. And uh, once I, I moved out, then it was it was much easier to to to, to go from there. Um, but, but yeah, so, um, I'm definitely trying to move towards, um, more raw foods. Um, I would probably consider myself about eh, 70%, uh, raw, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, but I'm hundred percent vegan and I try to incorporate, 
uh, or I try most of the, the foods I eat, I, I try to eat vegetables and, and fruits and that kind of thing. But I do eat um, some wheat and, and, and bread products. Um, but I try to eat uh, the least amount possible, basically. So that's kind of an overview of, of uh, where I'm at. Um, uh, certainly, Laura Jane's, um, you know, I would say nearly 100% raw. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not close to that, but, you know, I, I do really feel a lot better um, eating, uh, eating living foods. And I, I do see the benefits. And, um, you know, certainly I'm trying to move towards more of that. Um, and uh, I would say really the, the, the big thing that, that, that probably uh, prevents me from, from moving more towards that is, is really the, the time and, 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 you know, the, the time that it takes to prepare these foods. And um, I'm a very, um, <laughs> I'm a very go-go person. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for me to stop and say, okay, I, I really got to eat well this time. But, you know, I, I, I really, for me, I, my body tells me when I'm not eating well mm -hmm. and that that's something that, that, you know, I really listen to. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, one thing that I think is, is really interesting when you compare our stories, um, you know, Cameron became a vegetarian at what was it, the age of 15 yeah, or something 15, like that. Yeah, and yeah. that was way, I mean, we've known each other for a long time and been together for a long time, but he was much healthier than me at the beginning. And he was a vegetarian and I was not, I still ate seafood and meat. And, and he did mention, and it is true that he did not like the taste of meat. And that's easy to be a vegetarian when you don't <laughs> like it, but that's actually, in my experience, quite rare. So in and I won't go on and on about my story, but basically I think for him transitioning to vegetarian and even vegan for him, it was very much mm -hmm. um, yeah. based on he felt like perhaps it was lactose intolerance yeah. or something like that. Like he just did not like to eat yeah, those things. Certainly, like I always point to cheese as, as, uh, as an example. Um, people always ask me, well, how did you give up cheese? Uh, for me... It, it was it was easy like i once i stopped eating cheese i felt a lot better and i i i don't show any sort of signs of being lactose intolerant but certainly just the feeling the sluggishness that kind of uh almost sleepiness kind of feeling after eating uh dairy products and especially cheese and milk and that kind of thing mm -hmm. for me i i i felt so much better once i cut that out so that was that was important for me to mm -hmm. do that so one thing that i'm think people would be interested to hear about would be maybe the types of raw foods that you mm -hmm. do incorporate into your life and maybe you could talk a little bit about some of those raw foods that that you like because I do also want to jump in and say if you're familiar with my recipes I love a lot of really savory spreads and things like mm -hmm. that and it's the exact opposite <laughs> flavor palette of his so although he eats a lot of raw things he which is actually very handy often is like turned off by some of the stuff that i eat but he makes his own raw stuff that he likes so not all raw food is created equally either it's important to know so anyway i know that there's a lot of different raw meals that he enjoys so what what types of things do you like yeah um i would say you know uh starting my day every day with uh, a green smoothie um is excellent i love I love green smoothies. Um, you know, I love smoothies in general. I would probably make them more fruit-based than Laura than Laura Jane would. I I would say, um, 
but uh, you know, I I I do like the smoothies, and um, I think that's uh, you know something that I like to incorporate every day. Um, I tend to like more of the desserts, um, the raw desserts. Uh, I certainly the one that really sticks out for me is that cheesecake recipe that you have. I find that uh, amazing, and uh, you know, I'm I tend to like more of the dehydrated stuff, I would say as well. Um, you know, the veggie burger, uh, patties, um, that new bread recipe. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's to die for. That's to die for. <laughs> and, and, and those sort of things. Um, uh, Laura Jane tends to like the, uh, as she said, the, you know, like the, the she, I think she just had the mac and cheese for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, you know, I like that stuff too, but I, you know, our, our flavor palettes are a little bit different. Um, I, I think the most satisfying thing for me is just a really, really nice crisp. Like I really like crispness, a very crisp salad, um, you know, with a very simple kind of dressing. Um, I really like salads and I try to always incorporate salads into every meal. So even if I eat something that, you know, isn't raw, I, I do eat say a veggie burger occasionally, a non-raw veggie burger. Um, I try to incorporate a salad into that um, and basically make the salad to at least be 50%, if not more of the meal. So at least I'm getting that mm-hmm. that living food. I would love it if you would talk about the, I know you're eating a go-to salad right now that's really not my cup of tea, but mm-hmm. you love it. So, yeah. and it's just a few ingredients. Maybe you yeah. could talk a bit about that. Yeah. Um, pretty much, uh, as I said, every meal I try to incorporate um, some sort of salad or, or, or something, uh, you know, salad like, and, uh, one I really go to right now, which is just a snap to put, put together, you know, it literally takes, I don't know, three minutes, um, is, is basically just get a bowl. Um, you know, I, I tend to, to use spinach. I like, I like the taste of spinach. It, it keeps really well, which I'm, you know, <laughs> when it comes to food, I'm pretty pragmatic as well. So, you know, spinach keeps keeps quite well. So I, I tend to just, you know, throw some of that in a bowl. Um, you know, I, I like broccoli. So I, I put some broccoli in there. Um, you know, it doesn't really take much more than that. Um, I put some um, pumpkin seeds in there. Um, uh, and then and then basically I, I have a, 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 um, a, a dressing, uh, which I make, which is basically like a Greek um, kind of flavor, um, what would you call it? Like, um, just like a flavor topping. It's like spices. Like spices. Yeah. Mixture. A Greek spice mixture. And, and then I just add a little bit of, of olive oil to that and mix it up. And it, it's, it's so simple and, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm loving those right now. So, uh, it's kind of the go-to, go-to salad for me right now. So, yeah. And that would not be a go-to salad <laughs> for me. Broccoli. I like it. It's okay. But I wouldn't eat such a salad. But I think a key piece to recognize is what makes a good salad. Notice how his salad was pretty much three things, right? Spinach, broccoli, and pumpkin seeds. It's very simple. Yeah. And so my go-to salad maybe would be I, I don't wouldn't I don't know what I would talk to you today. I I like to vary it quite a bit but the key is with a good salad you don't want to put the whole kitchen sink in there with with like cameron salad like spinach and carrots and tomatoes and cucumbers and 
it's like way it just, flavor overload. Yeah, and and everything kind of just blends together, and you don't really appreciate it. And That's some flavors do not combine yeah, well. So yeah. if you think that you don't like a salad or you're not into salads, um, you know, it's really the key piece of it is finding the flavor combination that works for you yeah. and just trying different things and trying start simple i would say yes yeah yeah Definitely. i mean and even if it's something you you're not really liking the first time well i mean if it's simple it's going to take you a couple minutes to put together it's no mm -hmm. big deal right mm -hmm. and even you can tweak it afterwards if you keep it simple you can you can you can add more things to, to change the flavor but if you've already added a bunch of things to it then it's kind of hard to take them out so mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's that's good so as a husband and wife couple yes does your wife prepare all your meals for you? Oh. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Um, does she ever do anything for you that's nice? Yes, she does. <laughs> yes, yes. She's she's the greatest wife ever. I love her. I love her so much. Um, but? Well, our relationship's set up um, in a way that we prepare our own food for each other. and For I, ourselves. Sorry, yeah, for ourselves. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I prepare my meals and she prepares her meals. And, you know, I, I, I find that works well for us. Um, it doesn't bother me and it doesn't bother her. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's how it's been. And I, you know, I, 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 I suspect there's a lot of situations that there's a lot of people out there that are in similar situations. Um, you know, the, the whole tradition of the, the wife making dinner for the, for the, the father or the, the husband and the family. Um, you know, it's not necessarily true nowadays. So especially if both people are working, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, one, I mean, often they'll switch switch roles, right? The husband will make dinner one night and the wife will make dinner the next and that sort of thing. But we tend to, to make dinner uh, for, you know, for ourselves. So um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I think one thing that one of our favorite parts of a busy day, or mine anyway, is we usually make meals we make our own meals, but we make them at the same time in the kitchen together. Yeah. And that's kind of a nice yeah. time for us to talk about our days and, you know, yeah. um, do that. So I know, of course, like we don't have any children. And I know it's very different for those of you that do have children, especially if one person might be working full time, the other person isn't. Mm -hmm. But I know that it's a very difficult situation when you're preparing food for yourself and maybe for also for your family because it's the way your roles are set up i mean we don't have everything equal in our lives there's certain things i do certain things he does it happens to be that our meal preparation is sort of equal but mm -hmm. it may not be set up that way so mm -hmm. we recognize i don't want to speak for you but i think it's a real reality that people have to deal with mm -hmm. if your spouse and family do not want to eat raw food and you do and you mm -hmm. have to prepare both of those meals it's it's extremely difficult. Yes. Yeah. And I think that it, it's not everybody has as receptive of a spouse as Cameron. And we recognize that. But I think a key piece of it is to, first of all, introduce or try to get some type of support from your family from recipes that they like. I mean, there mm -hmm. are those go-to recipes that everybody likes a raw dessert. They yeah. may feel like, well, this isn't as like a, 12 year old kid might say well this brownie isn't quite as good as you know real brownies they're, hey they're real <laughs> but you know it it makes sugar those recipes, filled sad brownies mm -hmm, 
make those recipes that are good and also to really try to focus on the benefits when you're trying to talk to your family about it. So if you're trying to encourage your family to try it more, you know, don't don't focus on, well, we won't be eating this and we won't be eating that. Try to focus on, you know, we'll feel better. We'll spend mm-hmm. less on medical costs. We will have more energy so we can, you know, earn more money or whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. Focus on the benefits because there really are a lot of benefits in terms of yeah. going raw. Yeah, and, and I think something that, that is really, uh, you know, dear to my heart is just the concept of, not having to be 100% raw. There's there's no one saying that you have to go raw and be 100% raw. I'm not 100% raw, and you know I eat I eat as many raw things as I feel like I, I need to, and I and and I and I want to, um, and you know I I see the benefits. Like I feel I feel good. I feel great, and um, you know I'm not 100% raw. So you know it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be 100% raw or, or, or 0% raw. I mean, certainly what a family should do is they should start incorporating raw things. I mean, if your family likes the raw desserts, you know, make a raw dessert every night instead of a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a sugar-filled uh, normal dessert or whatever. Um, you know, if they like, uh, you know, a particular, uh, you know, main course, make that. And, and you know what I mean? Like, so just, you know, start, simp- start, start with a few things and, and see how that goes. Um, there's, there's no reason why you just need to instantly, uh, I mean, Laura Jane, uh, she loves to just kind of (laughs) be a hundred percent. Um, but I think that's unrealistic for a lot of people and a lot of people with families, um, and a lot of people with, uh, you know, women with husbands that aren't receptive, um, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I just want to put that out there and, and say that, you know, uh, you know, 50%, you know, 20%, I mean, whatever, as long as you're getting some living foods uh, into your diet, um, that's great. I mean, that's, that's what you want to do. And you want to uh, start from there and, and see where that takes you and, and see how good you feel <laughs> mm-hmm. the more you incorporate, incorporate into your diet. Yeah, absolutely. I just love what you just said there, because I think it really comes back to there's a lot of different personality types. And even as we're talking about, he likes broccoli salads. I like different types of salads. Similarly, my personality type is very all or nothing. I feel that I need to be, you know, 99.7% raw in order to keep kind of control in my life and ensure that I'm eating healthy because I feel for me that if I was to eat a bag of Doritos I don't I it just would be crazy I I don't know what would happen I would just gorge myself on Doritos and I would fall off the raw wagon so for me it's very important to have boundaries and to know that nope I don't ever eat that and it makes it a lot easier to yeah to resist when yeah. people are saying, please have these cookies. I yeah. bake them. Yeah. Oh, they're so delicious. Why don't you want my cookies? Yeah. Do you hate me? <laughs> yeah. I, I think for you, um, you know, having those boundaries saying, uh, or, or knowing that, you know, I cannot have anything that is not raw. I mean, ha- knowing that and being able to say that to other people when they offer you something is very important for you. Um, it, it makes me feel that if I would eat a cookie last week and then this week I'm not eating a cookie, 
yeah. at, at an office party. It doesn't make sense. And I feel I am one to cave to peer pressure. I want to make people like me. I want people to be happy. And I don't want to make people feel like I don't want to eat their cookies that they baked. But I'll just kind of say, look, you know, I haven't had any of this type of sweet refined sugar for, you know, almost three years. I can't have that today it's not it's like i'm sorry i have been not doing it so but i think it, it that's something where you and i differ yeah. like you be he'd be like i don't want your cookie yeah well <laughs> I, I mean that was that was what i was kind of getting to is that for me that's not as important um i would say that i listen more to my body and listen to what it needs and for me um I definitely need a lot of living food in my in my body. Like my body asks for it, and when I eat it, I feel better. I feel good. So you know, I can tell when I'm eating the right thing. My body tells me that. If I eat something like sugary, you know, I can feel that heavy, buttery, whatever it is that's in there. That just oh, I you know, I just want to fall asleep afterwards, pretty much. So you know, I I really listen to my body, and I know that if I'm going to eat something that you know is not living, not healthy. Um, you know, I'm going to feel that afterwards. And for me, that's a huge turnoff. And, you know, I always weigh that, uh, against my decision. I always say, do I really want to feel like that afterwards? And, or do I want to, do I want to feel good afterwards if I eat something, something better? So for me, that is the big driver. It's, it's, it's that feeling it's, it's listening to my body and listening, uh, and, and seeing how I feel after, uh, after the things I eat. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. That, do you think that, we are do you think that if somebody some business person who randomly is forced to listen to this would think that a phrase like i listen to my body and it tells me what it wants <laughs> how can you describe that in a way like does that mean like you have esp or like how do you know because i i feel that i have developed that sense as yeah. well now my body's like wow yeah. i really need yeah. some greens or wow i need some sugar uh, like yeah. how do you know i i mean i don't have an answer for that but is there some like how do you know what you need um that's hmm. a hard that's question. a hard question to ask but i i would say that um really you don't know until you've experienced the full spectrum and, 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 uh, you know, thought about what you felt like afterwards. So, you know, if you think about how you feel after you eat a very heavy, greasy, uh, or sugary or buttery type meal, uh, I feel quite heavy. I, I feel quite sluggish. Mm -hmm. I feel like I just want to lie on the couch and, you know, all that, all those calories are just, you know, going wherever they shouldn't be going. <laughs> and I just feel gross. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if I eat something that, uh, you know, is living, uh, like a nice salad or, uh, you know, like, uh, some chia pudding or something like that. Um, you know, afterwards I, you know, you feel lighter, you feel like, you know, almost like you have some energy. Um, you know, you, you, you just feel different. Like you, you don't feel as sluggish. You don't feel as heavy. Um, you know, like you, you just, feel like you know i could go for a walk or you know you just feel like better mm -hmm. i don't know how to describe it i mean that that's how i would describe it i feel better and you know like i said every time i eat something i i ask myself how do i want to feel afterwards mm. do i want to feel you know bad or good mm. <laughs> and you know you, you got to always weigh that against against uh what you what you want to eat mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah
I love that. That was a tough question and you answered. <laughs> I don't even know how I was going to answer. And that, that I think is excellent. So in starting to round off this conversation, really the focus of this conversation, I believe, is talking about how there are different ways to incorporate raw foods into your body. And for some of us, like myself, it's in a, in a really big way. And for other people, it may be going from eating a completely, you know, terrible diet of almost no fresh fruit and vegetables or anything like that and just adding a little bit more. So it's it's a really wide spectrum. And I think Cameron here is a very, even, I mean, you're sort of an extremist when we look at the big picture. Like he's a <laughs> vegan who's not 100% raw. Oh my God. But I feel that the overall message here is that really there's a really wide spectrum. And for some yeah. people to, you know, some people who do my 30 day program sometimes email me these sort of sad emails saying like, oh my God, I wanted to be 100% raw and yeah. I fell off the wagon. <laughs> and the that can happen for so many reasons, like peer pressure, you know, Oh, all, oh my god i don't even want so to go many, into yeah. them but the fact is it doesn't mean that like you're a failure the fact is incorporating raw yeah. into your life is going to be different for you than it is for me yeah and i would say even if you uh you know come off say the raw food diet plan uh incorporating a couple things from that plan into your diet hey you're a lot better than you were to start with so congratulate yourself for mm -hmm, that i mean mm -hmm. you don't have to be 100 percent raw i mean you're it's 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 progression you're you're working towards a better you you're look you're working towards feeling better about yourself so congratulate yourself for incorporating some raw foods in your diet and you know see if you can you, you can do more i mean mm -hmm. try it over time um you know like start with the dessert start with the easy stuff and and you know work from there mm-hmm I love it. Are you? Do you want to come back on the Raw Food Podcast yeah, in the future? This has been fun. This has been good. It, yeah. It's really nice to have a different perspective, and I and I feel that for me because it was just such a clear thing to be one hundred percent, and I just knew that that's the way I wanted to to approach it because I, I know my personality type, um, and just my. I don't even know how to describe myself. <laughs> I just knew that that was right for me and it might not be right for you. So I really love those ideas that you had of just taking those things that are tasty and delicious and mm. adding them into your, to your diet. And I think that that can only have a positive effect. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, like I said, like once you start getting that feeling, the feeling of, of being healthier, the feeling of you know, liking your body and liking the way it feels, mm. that's addictive. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is an addictive feeling. And for me, if I start s straying away from that, um, you know, like if, if, if I, if I, if I start feeling like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, I'm not feeling so good about my body right now, you know, I will work back towards that. I will, mm -hmm. I will start incorporating more raw things into my diet because I'm addicted to that feeling. I, I, I love how that feels. And I think the more things that you incorporate into diet, uh, the you know the closer or the you know like the the better you'll feel about yourself and mm -hmm. then you know you, you'll get hooked <laughs> basically I don't know why but I'm having this urge to tell this tiny story <laughs> so sometimes it is hard to resist you know standard American diet stuff that you've been used to that you used to love yeah and I was never 
really largely obese, but I definitely lost weight and I feel that I look a lot better now at my natural body weight than I she did. Does. <laughs> I'm punching him just in case you want to know. No, she she looks great. But the little story I want to tell is I totally remember, I don't go clothes shopping very often, but I remember maybe like a year and a half ago, so I'd been raw for about a year or something like that, going clothing shopping and Cameron was with me and there was no mirrors. I hate it when they do that. There's no mirrors in the change room. So I had to go out and, you know, I was showing, I forget what I was trying on, but like some new pants or something. And camera was there in the change room. And I remember looking at my reflection and thinking like, wow, I look so much better than I used to look. And it is so worth it. And I know that sounds yeah. like it's not all about, um, you know, how you look. It's totally about how you feel and health. And it's kind of like this holistic yeah. benefit package. Yeah. But I just remember that moment of thinking like, wow, all those moments where it's like, it's hard sometimes yeah. and it, it's really in those social situations that's really hard but like and other things like when i'm going jogging not that i jog very often but like <laughs> just that feeling of being light and not yeah. having this like extra weight kind of like dragging, dragging you. you down yeah dragging you down so yeah. i feel that i don't know but i want you're here and i remember <laughs> that moment and feeling like not embarrassed to come out of the change room i feel it felt yeah. like hey no, like you that's know. that's a good feeling mm -hmm. and you know like i said uh you know i think that it, that's powerful to feel that way and to feel good about yourself and feel good about your body and you know that helps you in, in a lot of ways overcome that extra pressure from the people around you that look at you and say wow they're looking good you know i I'm kind of upset, so I'm going to make them feel bad. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, like that helps you get through that. It helps yes, you. Yes, because I call on that memory sometimes. And yeah. I think, no, you know, it is worth it. And I, I, I do think back to that memory. It was just kind of like a turning yeah. point moment for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that sound really vain? No, no. But it's more like it's a tool in my toolbox of it helping is. me get through the, the days. And it could be, I don't know, rambling? Am I rambling? No. No, no, no. <laughs> so as Cameron, as the guest here, do you have any final motivational words for anyone who is thinking 100% raw is not for them? Do you have to only eat healthy foods? Like, do you do you only eat healthy foods? Um, no, uh, I mean, I do uh, have some uh, vices, I guess. Um, I occasionally will eat things like granola bars. Um <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and i mean again i mean these these things i know that i'm eating them and i know that uh like if 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 they ever make me feel bad which they don't i mean there is some sugar in there but you know it's not like i'm eating like a box full of cookies or something like that mm -hmm. but you know i eat them for you know sometimes you need that little snack and you, you don't have time to just you know uh make something raw so you know like these kind of things are handy occasionally but I think what I always think about is, look, I'm eating a granola bar now. Let's make a salad and, uh, you know, and that will kind of help balance things. I, I think, mm. and I think that's what it is. It's just making sure that you get a good balance. You, you like, you want to make sure you get these living foods in your diet. And, and that's the most important thing. I mean, um, you know, like that, that is, that is the thing you got to focus on. Um, slipping and eating a granola bar or maybe even a cookie um isn't the end of the world you know as long as you you understand that and you realize you know look i i have to eat 
I have to eat something better in order to balance this out uh, next time or when I have my dinner, you know, you want to make sure that the majority of what you eat is healthy uh, and then you'll be better off. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's what I I guess I'm here to kind of uh, represent is is the <laughs> the kind of voice saying, you know, you don't need to be 100 percent raw, um, incorporate as many living things into your in, into your diet as you can. And, and congratulate yourself for that because you're better off than, than, than you were before. So, yeah. I think you need to be a permanent feature on this show. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, it's truly been such a pleasure to have you on the Raw Food Podcast. <laughs> and I think you really had a lot of words of wisdom there. And I really think for you, it really is about balance. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. definitely. I think with that, we're going to end this, the eighth episode of the Raw Food Podcast. I've loved having you on the show, Cameron. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite, simple, satisfying raw recipes, which you'll find pretty quick to make and that they include only just a few ingredients. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And once you're signed up for that, you'll get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw Alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure. <laughs>